This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Top Tribe, you know I don't have a lot of time to waste. That's why I use FreshBooks to send out invoices and make sure I'm collecting my money. To get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, Top Tribe, every Monday I give one of you 100 bucks to invest in an idea and to get to the top. To enter, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you subscribed. Last week's winner was Dr. Paul Vasquez with My Ads Nation. And he currently is working a full-time job and is dying to get out. Good morning, Top Trap. You are listening to episode 271. And coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from Troy Selton. He quit Google to invent a smart way to recruit and is already doing over 50 grand per month in sales. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. I've got my tea this morning. And our guest today, I think you're really, really going to like. His name is Xander Adel, and he's the co-founder, actually co-co-founder, and CEO of Dorman, the on-demand package delivery service, solving the broken last mile of package delivery. He's an alumni of Pixar, Wharton, and 500 Startups. Xander, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right, let's do this. So first things first, um, Tell, real quick, I'm curious, just because I just read Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull, and so I'm fascinated with Pixar. What did you do at Pixar? Uh, I was a technical director, so I helped uh, design a lot of the sets and characters for some of the films. Which film did you did you work the most on that you're most proud of? Uh, I think Wally was my favorite one that I worked on. Wally, very cool. So, what took you from Pixar, I assume, into 500 startups or Dorman? Uh, I went from Pixar, went to business school, uh, started working in startups, uh, working in product management roles uh, in, in games uh, and then marketing and then uh, started becoming fascinated with logistics. And what year, uh, how old are you when you left Pixar and went back to school? Uh, I was in my early 30s. Early 30s. So here's a question for you. Why did you decide? I mean, pick, I mean, it sounds like you had a ton of experience at Pixar. Why did you decide that you need to go back to school? Uh, I really wanted to understand what it took to get a business off the ground. And I had a, a great creative background, but I uh, really felt like I was lacking on the business side. Okay. And so then what, what, uh, what kind of got you interested in logistics? Uh, I was fascinated by the fact that uh, apps these days aren't just entertainment. I, I'd come from an entertainment background where everything you made sort of existed on a screen. And I loved the idea that we were now entering a world where you could use an app on a screen, but it could actually change the real world around you. And I, I really wanted to be part of that. So, okay. So what year, what year was it when you, I guess, went from, did you go from school to 500 startups directly? Uh, no, uh, I was uh, in school while I was at Pixar. Then while I was still in school, I started working in the uh, gaming industry um, and then, uh, then started doorman. And then after about a year of doorman, uh, took the company into, into 500 startups. Got it. Okay. So walk us through what doorman does and how you guys make money. 
Sure. So uh, what Dorman is trying to do is solve the final and most important moment of e-commerce, uh, which is when you actually get your stuff. So buying stuff online is great and easy, but if you live in a city and you live in, a, you know, in an apartment uh, that doesn't necessarily have a safe front porch, instead of getting the stuff you bought, you're just going to get a sticker on your door and then they're going to try again the next day while you're at work and it's all just going to happen over and over again. Uh, and so the con seeming convenience of e-commerce is sort of lost uh, because you didn't actually get the thing you bought. And so what we are trying to do is make sure that you get the stuff that you buy online on the very first attempt by letting customers schedule when their packages come to their house with a mobile experience and, and actually delivering at hours that make sense for people who have a job. So we deliver from 6 p.m. until midnight, seven days a week. And Xander, why hasn't anybody figured this out? It seems like such an obvious need, such a big pain point we all, we all deal with. Why hasn't anyone figured it out? Uh, the, the transition from a world in which people shop in stores to a world in which people shop online is, is slow and painful. And it's been going on for a long time. But for the longest time, traditional carriers didn't really interact with consumers that much. Uh, there, you know, they interacted with the retailer and they brought all the stuff to the store and then the consumer interacted with the retailer and the retailer stayed open late. So people could shop after work. Mm -hmm. And now we've sort of been thrust into this world where the, the logistics infrastructure of the company is now directly interacting with the consumer and, and they're just not ready for it. And mm -hmm. so the having a, a we're, we're trying to act as a, a really consumer oriented layer in between the logistics industry and the consumer where the, the brick and mortar store used to be. And, and just so I'm clear, the folks paying for this, it's the, it's me, right? It's me who's ordering Amazon packages or is it Amazon? Uh, it depends. Uh, we have retail partnerships in which the retailers are paying for it and you actually get to select your, your delivery time right when you're checking out and, and doorman sort of part of your checkout process with our retail partners. And then, uh, but we also have the, the direct, uh, you know, download the app from the app store, uh, uh, consumer version where once you sign up for a service, we give you a new shipping address and then you can plug that shipping address into any store you shop at and, uh, everything will go, everything will go to our warehouse. Once it arrives, we notify you and then you can schedule delivery, you know, uh, same day or, you know, weeks out, um, till midnight. So are you holding, are you holding those warehouses on your balance sheet? I mean, did you, I imagine not, uh, we're renting space, you're renting space. So how many, I, it must be a ton. How many spaces are you renting across the country? Uh, right now we're only in San Francisco, Chicago, and New, and New York oh, and each it. market. Uh, we have one primary space. And do you have a general kind of rule in an Excel sheet for this? You know, one every X miles or per population density or something. Um, at the moment, uh, one warehouse per city uh, is working well. Got it. And so uh, uh, which side are you making more money on? They're working directly with the retail or the consumer paying you? Uh, working directly with retailers is a bit more profitable for us uh, simply because the uh, on the consumer side, consumers have already paid uh, for shipping. And so you, you really have to, to give them as much of a, a bargain as possible. Um, and, uh, whereas with a retailer, we can actually, uh, be part of their logistics solution and, and it, it, it makes more sense to them. Okay. So help give us a sense of size. What year did you launch the business in? 
uh, I we we sort of officially launched in 2014, but you know we we began doing alpha testing in 2013. Okay, and you say we? How many co-founders did you have? Uh, I have one co-founder, and uh, we have a team of about 10 people. Okay, a team of 10 as of as of 2016. Yeah, that's right. And um, how many uh, are you guys? Uh, obviously, you've raised. I think because you went through 500 startup. How much total have you guys raised? Uh, we've raised a little over three million all in. Okay, and is that did you did you decide to go into the kind of the the priced round or is it all venture debt or a or a convertible note? Uh, we have done both. You've done both. Okay, so you're you already passed Series A, you're on Series B or something. Uh, no, uh, we've raised a seed. Okay, got it. A seed round. Um, and in terms of number of, I mean, what's most important to you? Do you do you measure number of retailers you're working with or number of consumers using you? Um, we're, we're starting to shift a little bit. We were super, uh, focused on, on our, our consumer growth side at the beginning. It was sort of our go-to-market strategy. And the intention was, uh, let's, let's be really, really good at this from the consumer perspective. And, uh, now we have, you know, pretty, pretty decent, uh, organic growth on the consumer side. And so now what is decent organic growth? How many new, new per month, I guess. Uh, we're, we're looking at, you know, 10 to 20% month over month growth. Okay. Got it. In terms of, in terms of users or paying customers? Uh, they're one in the same. Oh, uh, got it. Oh, that's great. Okay. We are a paid service. That's great. And how many total consumers uh, do you have uh, using you guys? Oh, we're, we're not publishing those numbers yet. Or what's the general range? I mean, are we talking one or 10,000 or a million or what? Uh, we're sorry. We're just not publishing it. What, Xander, what's a general range? I mean, just so we can get a general range of where you're at. Uh, I would love to tell you. I can't. Okay, uh, communicate to me in a different way because the, the audience is going to revolt <laughs> if, you don't, if I don't get sucked. It doesn't have to be a revenue number but, or a customer number, but how can people understand to some degree how successful you've been? Uh, we have been pretty successful for a seed stage company, uh, but you know we're, we're still pretty early um, as, as companies go. We haven't raised Series A. We're just in three markets. Um, so, you know, it is, it is still early days at doorman from our perspective. People don't know what that mean though. <laughs> I mean, what, uh, and it's okay. That's early. I mean, we have people all the time that are, that are pre-revenue that have no sales that are still building a product. And we have people that are doing $900 million a year in sales, but Xander for your story to really make an impact on people listening, people that are going, could I be the next Xander, uh, in terms of starting my own company, you know, after I go from Pixar to a school, it'll help them understand kind of where you're at right now, even with $3 million raised. Is there any kind of something you can give us? That's a number that's quantifiable that articulates kind of where you're at. Um, yeah, we have a few numbers that we've published. Uh, we have, we've delivered, uh, over a hundred thousand packages. Perfect. That's great. Okay. hundred thousand packages. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's otherwise Xander. I'm like, I'm like, does this guy have no customers or does he have like 20 million? I have no freaking idea. So hundred thousand, yeah, hundred thousand packages delivered. That's helpful. Okay. And are you guys doing, I mean, I'm just thinking my own, I'm thinking, okay, would I use doorman? So I order things like rice in bulk because it's easier than going to whole foods. I mean, do you guys have size limitations or or how do you figure out what to ship or not? Sure. Uh, we will deliver pretty much anything. However, if something's really big, it will cost more. Um, we have pretty loose ranges. Uh, so if something's under 45 pounds, it's just in our normal pricing. And, and you know, this, that, that includes a, a gigantic box of cat litter that includes uh, a case of wine. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that fits in the sort of under 45 pound and, and what we consider just a normal package. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once you go over that, you know, if someone is, is doing furniture or, uh, or, you know, <laughs> someone, someone sent us a heavy bag, 
that weighed, you know, several hundred pounds. Um, you know, we're, we, we then have to sort of figure out possibly a, a, a solution where we need two folks in a car to, in order to deliver it. And then, you know, that, that costs us more. So we, yep. we do charge more for really big stuff. Yep. That makes sense. And what about, um, uh, on the retail side? So if a target calls you up and says, Hey, Xander, we want to work with you. What do you charge target? Uh, so there's a, a range there. Um, and it again, depends on size. It depends on volume. Uh, so it is not a, it's not a very clear sort of out of the box number. Uh, okay. So yeah, I mean, obviously you're early, so you're still testing this and figuring out, but what do you, what are, what are some of the things you're kind of basing it? when you say, in other words, when you say size or volume or size of volume of things being shipped or number of customers they're currently working with or what? A volume of uh, amount of stuff being shipped. You know, if, okay. if a, if a single retailer is going to bring us uh, a massive amount of business, you know, we're, we're, we're obviously going to try to, you know, make it, that, that helps our unit economics. The more they're sending us, the more deliveries we're doing per hour and the more density we get, which means that we, it, it, it saves us money because yep. if we can do a lot of deliveries an hour, it doesn't, it doesn't cost us as much. So is it fair uh, to say your, your margins right now are the worst they'll ever be because as you get economies uh, of scale? I mean, it's, it's true though, right? I mean, this is the hardest of part. Of course. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's true for any logistics startup. You, you kind of, uh, at the very beginning, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, dartboarding your, what you think your costs are going to be, uh, and, and how, what kind of margins you think makes sense. And then after you're in the in market for a while, you start to realize, you know, Oh, you know, this is actually cheaper than we thought it was going to be, or this is more expensive, or, you know, <laughs> this is a prohibitively, prohibitively high price uh, to charge someone. So we're going yep. to have to figure out a different solution, that kind of stuff. Hey, it makes perfect sense. Xander, before we get to my favorite part of the show, I just want to remind everyone, guys, we'll link to Doorman, the business, along with Xander's information in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 271. Again, forward slash the top 271. One, Xander, since uh, we don't want to get, uh, it sounds like you're still early and you're kind of against getting too deep into details of, of kind of past numbers. What would you consider and the team consider a big win for 2016 in, ter- in terms of a revenue target? Uh, well, the, the big wins for us are, are our focus is on being able to close uh, retailers that are, are looking for 21st century solutions and the uh, and re, and even though we're only in three markets, what would be really exciting for us is hooking up with uh, a really large retailer that's interested in sort of piloting something uh, that gives their customers more control than they've ever had before, and and really helps their brand. So uh, the a, a, a sort of stand our, our, the next round that we're trying to raise is uh, Series A, uh-huh. uh, and. A, a pretty standard amount of revenue that uh, a Series A investor is looking for um, is, you know, in the one to five million uh, revenue range per year. Yeah. And are you guys it's hard for me to get a good sense of this because you have so many moving pieces in the business. Do you consider yourself a SaaS platform or no? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, uh, yeah there, there so. are. We, we certainly lean on a lot of SaaS metrics to help investors understand what's going on and, uh-huh. and how the business is running. And we use a lot of SaaS metrics like lifetime value and month over month retention, all those things to, to analyze our own health and, and the health of, of the business and, and how much customers are responding to it. But uh, the, the true mark of a SaaS business is, you know, 90% margins and uh, monthly recurring I, I, revenue I, that stacks, right? 
Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> I'm comfortable telling you we do not have 90% margin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are what are the margins, by the way? Uh, I mean, in logistics, margins are usually pretty tight. I mean, even at, at, at giant companies where there's there's lots of overhead, you know, the margins can get down really thin. Not grocery store thin, but thin. Oh, I don't know. What is that? Like 5% net margin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, you know, I... When you look at the really big logistics companies, the margins get get down there because we have a lot less overhead. Um, we enjoy uh, a little higher, higher than that. Um, and in theory, at scale, you know, because we are not trying to own our own fleets or you know own airplanes or own warehouses or any of this stuff, and because all of our drivers, you know, we have a kind of bring your own device uh, policy. So. All the software that we build is intended, you know, for our drivers and for our warehouse workers. It's all intended to work on, uh, you know, standard smartphones. Got it. And, uh, that gives us the ability to scale without really having to own anything. Got it. Got it. How many? This is. I'm curious about this because I'm curious if I would get addicted to this if I started using it. How, uh, uh, for an individual user on my end, not the retailer, but a user using you on average, once they start using you, how many packages are you delivering for them each month on average? Uh, it's a great question. Um, so we, we were really curious. We were seeing crazy behavior. You That's know, why I'm looked, curious. <laughs> we had looked at a lot of the statistics uh, for, you know, when we first started the business, we were like, what, what can we expect from, from consumers and, uh, you know, how many packages are people getting a year and blah, blah, blah. And so we, we kind of, you know, ran the numbers and, and we were seeing, you know, people get, uh, you know, whatever, five packages a month, you know, on, on the, on the high side. And we're like, all right, well, maybe that sounds about right. So, uh, we, anyway, cut to, cut to now, uh, our, you know, our sort of top tier of customers are getting, you know, 15 to 20 packages what? a month. Yeah, it's like and, one every other day. <laughs> and, and what it means is, and so we were like, well, that's insane. Like what, who are these people and why did this happen? And it wasn't this, it's not an anomalous number. Like that's an average number, which means that we do have some customers doing way more than that. Yep. 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 Uh, so that 15 to 20, just to be clear, that's an average across all the people, the consumers not, using not all. That, That's an average in sort of our, our top quartile. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, uh, and, and so the, so we ran a survey and we said, how many packages did you used to get? Um, just to start to get, try to get an understanding of the baseline of, you know, did people's behavior change when they started using our service? And, and the answer was yes. Uh, and it, their behavior effectively doubled. Um, and so what we were, people were saying, yeah, I get, uh, I get, you know, I got on average, um, you know, four and a half packages a month. And then we were seeing, uh, we were seeing sort of uh, an, an average, a more blended average of, you know, nine. And it was just like, wow, that's crazy. So what it meant was, and, and it makes sense. And, and, you know, sort of intuitively, if you solve a problem in an ecosystem, it in theory unlocks behavior and allows more, you know, units to flow through that system. And so, uh, what, what we believe we're doing is we're unlocking new consumer behavior from people who wanted to buy more online, but weren't because it didn't work very well. 
Okay, Top Tribe, as many of you know, I sold Heyo, and everyone is always asking me what my expenses were when I was building Heyo. Well, a big expense was that I spent over three grand per month on financial services to keep me out of trouble in terms of taxes. You know, my mom would always harbor me, Nathan, you got to keep all your receipts and put them in a freaking box or something to make sure you don't get an audit or things like this. I'm like, mom, I'm a millennial. You think I'm going to keep all these receipts? I now use FreshBooks. I use their mobile app to take a picture of receipts, and it makes taxes a cinch. Additionally, I don't have to hire a $3,000 per month person to manage all my finances. It's like saving so much money and my mom's happy. Additionally, I don't waste a bunch of time creating invoices. I use their templates and I can avoid using Word templates or Excel files. I just use FreshBooks to quickly send out invoices and it works like a charm. To get your free first month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, and you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can see Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. No, it makes good sense. Xander, this makes a lot of sense. I think people are really going to jump into this. They're going to start testing it out and using it. We have a lot of listeners in the in the cities that you're already in. So we'll great. see what happens. But hey, we're going to be about to jump into my favorite part of the show. Do you know what time it is? Tell me. Dude, it's time for the Famous Five. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, number one, Xander, what's your favorite business book? Uh, oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, I would say uh, Good to Great is an interesting one. Jim Collins, good one. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Uh, I am, uh, well, I'm... I'm fascinated by Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I knew you were going to. I was about to say, any logistics guy, it's got to be Jeff. <laughs> All right. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? Jeez. Uh, There's a lot of online tools that we use. I mean, I, I would, I, I know this is just obvious, but uh, I use Slack obsessively. All right. Number four, uh, get real quick, Xander, what's your situation right now? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh, I got married on Saturday. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> That's you. exciting. And how old are you now? Uh, 39. Okay. So here's my question. You're newly married. You're 39. You're building a startup with 3 million raised. Yes or no? Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Yes. Nice. That's impressive. Okay. Last question. Take us back 19 years, Xander. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, I wish my 20 year old self, uh, Focused more on the uh, the big big dream instead of the the little pieces along the way. 
Love that. Top tribe. There you have it from Xander. Focus on the big dream. He worked at Pixar on some movies we all know well, went back to school, dabbled around in some consulting, then launched Doorman in 2014. Now in 2016, they've raised over $3 million. He's built a team of 10 people. They're delivering hundreds of thousands of packages, having a lot of success on both consumer and retailer side. Xander, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much for having me. If you guys enjoyed Xander today, go back and listen to Holly yesterday. She's a 28-year-old female entrepreneur already making hundreds of thousands of product images better and charging $2 for each one. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.